0: Hey, everyone. Welcome to Pink Shade with Erin Martin. It is Bunky Recap Day with Mary Payne Gilbert from Pain in the Pod. Hey, Bunky. Hey, Bunky. How are you?
1: You know, I'm all right. Are your nips covered? Oh, my God. Listen, yes, they are. The, The short answer is yes, always, always.
0: We have to talk about so many things today, including the valiant effort darcy's ensemble was making to cover her nips i'm i'm convinced that they were digitized because uh for sure there was an areola hanging out at least once or twice that was just digitized over anyway i i hope we never find ourselves in that circumstance but if she did and they took care of a sister by doing that for her then good for them because she was a hot Mm -hmm. mess and she didn't need that on top of everything else
1: yeah, next week she looks totally normal. So I'll be I'll be interested to see how they get to that point. Ooh, many showers, maybe a vitamin IV
0: drip. Oh my god, we have so much to talk about. We have before the ninety days, and we have love after lockup. As usual, we have one of our marathon recaps coming up because there's so much good content. We are living in fantastic times, and uh, we're gonna go couple by couple. We're gonna put a timestamp on. I always put it in the show notes where the timestamp is before. Or I'm sorry, in between Before the 90 Days and Love After Lockup. But you know what? Just listen to the whole thing, guys. Listen to the whole thing. because you know, You're know so you, nice. Yeah. You're so nice to do that to people. You're well, so nice. You know, we're going to be breaking these recaps out in the future, just FYI. Uh, And we'll talk more about that later. But for now, they're all in one. And so you can enjoy the ride to work, the ride back from work. Who knows how long these goddamn episodes last. It's like you never remember a time when you weren't listening to this freaking recap. Okay.
1: Do you have a cross-country commute? We're the podcast for you.
0: (laughs) Are you driving from Alabama to Florida? That's not even that far. Okay. We need to start with before the 90 days, but before we do that, I actually, I need to keep remembering to say this because people listening to the podcast don't necessarily follow me or you or both of us on social media. I know, I know. But if you guys aren't on the Facebook group, on the Pink Shade with Erin Martin Facebook group, this is the place to go if you want to keep up to date on any and all announcements about the November 8th meetup that is in conjunction with Countess and Friends. And we're going to have a bunky meetup. Mary Payne is flying in. Reminder, reminder, we are going to have a meetup that's separate, but on the same night as Luann's show. So you can come to the meetup, go to the show with us, or just do one or the other. However, we're going to put all announcements like where we are, how to get to us, what's going to be going on on the Pink Shade with Erin Martin Facebook group. You can DM me there for details or better yet, just like look at the announcements as they come up. They're always going to be under announcements. Anything else was, we should was, say well, about that?
1: Well, I was just laughing, waiting for you to say, but you don't have to come and I don't recommend it.
0: But you uh, don't have to come to Luann's show. Oh, my God. I was listening to Michelle Collins' radio show this morning, who I love. I love Michelle Collins. I'll I do, too. put myself out there. She's great. And she, was, she just did the and friends portion of Luann's show. For two, (gasps) two nights at last minute, they called her up and she did it for Philly and Pittsburgh. And she was talking all about playing blackjack with Luann. And she mentioned breaking news. Luann's boyfriend came in for it. Luann and stayed in the hotel with her. I'm like, oh, my God, are we going to be seeing this boyfriend on Real
1: Housewives of New York this season? What's up with that? Who is this dude? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Will we see him? Will he make the trek? to wisconsin uh i hope so i hope so and remember we're also going to be doing
0: some giveaways hopefully for vip and tickets and anyway yeah you can follow mary payne at mary payne Two or at pain in the pod on social media um instagram and twitter and then you can follow me at aaron leah martin on social media on my instagram and twitter
1: i'm so old i just get everything confused <laughs> and um the social media that's what the um, social media that's what um Ben and Ronnie saying, watch your crap as I go. Um, my new friend, a social media. That's right. <laughs> That's right.
0: Oh my god. I love them. All right, but let's go ahead and get recapping. So before the 90 days, should we start with uh Rebecca and Zied? Yes, yes,
1: yes, 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 yes. Let me tell you what. Ziad's really growing on me. Me too. I am digging him. Yeah. Not, not, well, okay. I was going to say not in a sexual way, but maybe it is. I don't know. Uh, Well, you know, it, it's not
0: quite there for me yet because he's got the tight sweaters and the hair and the stuff going on that I'm not okay with, but there's something about him. Like, I get it. I get it now. Like, I've never gotten it before. I love hearing him say, so beautiful. Yes, yes. Yes, it, yes. <laughs>
1: Yeah. You're like right. yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Listen, this week when they start off in the car and he's wearing a shirt that fits him correctly.
0: Mary like Payne, that, he, that yeah. shirt, those
1: buttons were doing the Lord's work.
0: Let's get okay. let's be real.
1: Uh, all right. But it was I guess it was better than the big yellow balloon that he seemed to have carrying last time, I guess it's Maybe. better than the Muppet sweaters that he normally busts out. Yes, yeah. I agree. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Okay.
0: Yes. So the big deal, this sister, this sister this week, I can't, I'm going to, I'm really going to get it together. You guys, I swear to God, I am. All right, here we go. The big deal this week is that they go to see his sister because Zied has a secret plan that Rebecca doesn't know about. And he is like the least smooth dude ever in trying to <laughs> execute this plan. <laughs> and I can't believe I say I'm digging Zied when he also pulls like the, the craziest move ever to ask Rebecca
1: for money to buy her an engagement ring. Yeah. So we start off within the car in the shirt that I thought that fit, but you say it didn't. And she, he keeps throwing trash out of the car and she goes, you can't do that in the United States. The police will make you pay money. He was like, <laughs> what? Like, what's that crazy shit? I mean, he was stunned. And then he says, Oh, every day I love you more. So beautiful. I mean, I know. so sweet. I know. He's so like, I love to- when you speak my language. So beautiful. So they're going to the Medina, which of course I looked up, and that just means an ancient city. And uh, he says she's going to hang out with the sister for an hour and talk to her about the relationship, which I was like, that's odd. So he leaves Rebecca in a corner to chain smoke. And uh, so anyway, they go to like a shopping area. And before they go, he says to her, I I want to buy something for my sister. You have money now. I need like 300 dinar or 500, five, zero, zero. And she, and I'm glad she says that's like $200. And then she says, now, why do you need so much? And what does he say? He says, uh, to buy something. Mm-hmm. And, and what, what is it? He says just something, something, mm-hmm. something. And, uh, when she asked I thought the you were giving time, me a
0: pop quiz that I was failing. I'm like, wait, did I fucking not hear that right? No, he no. just says something. Yes.
1: No, the answer is all three times something. <laughs> he's um, like the
0: worst liar.
1: And, she, and he's looking down to oh, something. So then all of a sudden, no, you know, Rebecca may have a little cray cray in her because she did turn quickly on a dime to be like, well, that's it. It's over. He's taking advantage of me. I figured it out here in the last 14 seconds. And uh, that's it. I mean, she just like all of a sudden is like, that's it. He's taking advantage of me.
0: Do you think this was because this is what her first fiance who they keep showing the blurred face posing with her with the blonde hair? Do you think this is what he did to her too? He like started asking her for money. So she was triggered because she seemed like you said, it was like instantaneous that she turned.
1: It it must be, but it seems like that other guy was just like a, a typical what we've seen before, just like from the get, just always asking for money, trying to get the green card, like everybody saw it but her. But Zia doesn't necessarily seem like that. Um, and then she's just, he's taking advantage of me. Oh, well, everybody's right. And, you know, that's the end. And then she goes to a corner to chain smoke in her leather jacket. So. He goes with his sister, and as I suspected when they showed last week, he was, like, exchanging money with some dudes, and she was saying it was sketchy. I was like, that's probably because he's trying to buy her a ring. So they're going to look for the ring, and they look at various stores, and he's telling about what his budget is, and they're showing the rings, which look – I mean, they look pretty big and for $200. I know. And- I was like, is this CZ? It doesn't matter if it is, but they looked decent. Uh, yeah, they all looked like decent. I and mean, then, then he picked one that was like white gold that looked like definitely was more like $200. And because it looked like a bunch of little diamond chips that they put together to make it look like one big diamond. Either way, it's the thought that counts. However, um, it's her money. So William says, well, I don't understand. Like, how could you take money from her? That's not normal. I, like, I, like I thought, you're not prepared for this. Mm-hmm. And then she says, I really would, you know, I'm not supportive of the relationship. I want him to take more time to get to know her. And then she guilt trips him and says, like, isn't won't it want to be hard for you to leave your mother and your father?
0: Yeah, it turns into the guilt trip about the parents and the parents were back there, you know, hanging up the wash, being like, what are you, you going to do? We can't cut off our hands. Yeah, go to America. What do I care? <laughs> I mean. So yeah. she's really laying on the guilt, but okay. So he That's comes to she's going to be left dealing with the parents is why. Exactly. We all know how that is now as an only child, I just live in that world all the time, but I can understand how siblings are like, you're not moving away. Oh, fuck that.
1: Right. <laughs> you know That's, what I mean? So AKA how my sisters feel about me. Um, so <laughs> he, he says this decision is very hard, but you know what he feels in his gut is real and she'll make me happy my whole life his whole life
0: i mean zied i know he's out there buying rings with her money he makes her drive everywhere he makes her rent the car with her money but i don't know he tells her the right
1: things he's a smooth talker that one yeah well not really i mean yes and no because that he goes and he finds her chain smoking and she's like he's like oh how, how are you doing and she goes How was the talk with your sister? She is hopped
0: up on 10 when he sits down. Yeah. And there's not a hookah in sight. I mean, he has no hookah for
1: support. Mm -mm. This is bad. His mouth is ready, but no hookah to enter. And he says, she says, why did you ask me for so much money? And uh, he says, you know, I wanted to buy something for my sister. And he says, you know, I understand that you don't know what I need the money for, but you know, not to worry. This is not, this is no worry, not worry. Yeah. Not
0: worry. She's worried. In fact, she gets so crazy on him and starts going in such a circular circle jerk with like, you're just taking advantage of me. I don't know what you why do you even think I had 500 dinar? What did you even add? Blah. he goes, she goes absolutely insane, which is her right to do because he did ask her for money out of the blue. And his reason was to buy something. Mm -hmm. So we need to remember that. But it's so bad that he actually doesn't propose. He decides not to propose to her. Now, was he going to propose to her as
1: she was chain-smoking at this cafe table
0: originally? Was that Mm-mm. the plan?
1: No. Mm-mm. No. He says, you know, well, she doesn't trust me. I have to really think about, you know, my next steps or whatnot. Uh, surely he'll take her back to that beautiful cafe by the sea where he can smoke the hookah and propose at the same time.
0: That's true. And she can tell him, I accept your proposal, except I'm married. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Small problem. Small
0: problem. It'll go from,
1: yes, 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 he has to. No, 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 no. This is not good in my culture.
0: Oh my God. Let's talk about Ben and Akini, who are finally free to go to the Airbnb. And we are learning more about Ben this week than we've ever got to learn yet. And I say that because Ben has been overshadowed by him just being put through the gauntlet by Akini's family and the elders and everybody, her brother, the fish brains, all of it. Mm -hmm. Now we're seeing Ben absent of all of those pressures. So the elders have said, yes, you know, they haven't talked about the bride price yet. The father has met him. He's been to the church. He's done the whole thing. We've seen him singing his hymnal with his post-it notes in his bedroom. He's gotten (laughs) through it. Mm -hmm. So he's free. He packs up all his shit. And of course the 90 day universe, uh, trope where they just throw stuffed up, balled up clothes into a suitcase (laughs) do you ever notice this is how every single fucker (laughs) packs on 90 day fiance
1: maybe they only give them like five minutes like we gotta go and they all go oh crap they start throwing everything in a bag i seriously I i didn't write this down but i did notice it and i and i'm not the neatest person in the world but i'm not the messiest either and i do not pack that way I mean, my husband rolls everything into a tight military ball. I mean, he's not military. He's just crazy and makes everything looks like Marie Kondo in the suitcase. I, I don't do it that far, but I will fold things put them in the suitcase. Yeah. I won't shove things in there. Like I'm trying to trap in a wild animal
0: and like zip it shut. I mean, he was just like, I think he was just on the run. He was like, Oh, they gave me the green light. I get to go. I get to leave Fidel's castle. You know, like he's been locked in a tower basically in that bedroom, having to sing Jesus, you know, the blood of the lamb or whatever. But why did
1: the, why did they include that producer saying, should we take the mosquito net? And he said, no, that's a loner. Like, I didn't understand why they thought that was Exposition that needed to be added. I thought that was strange. Who knows? Maybe the producer just wanted a little cameo. But
0: he gets, to, <laughs> he gets to the Airbnb and he opens up a bag of taro root chips or some shit. That looks really good, actually. And Akini finally comes over and we discover there are two beds in the bedroom, there's one couch, and Akini is creepy. She's creepy. I'm just going to say it. This is my opinion. She was not not during the drunk scene later but during this scene when they were talking about sleeping in the bedroom and how he was going to sleep on the couch so he wasn't tempted and he was also sweating through his entire back hair onto his shirt
1: (laughs) she was being really weird I agree. He says that her dad doesn't know where she is. He thinks she's gone on a safari for a week. I'm like, is this what people do? They go just randomly. I'm going to go on a safari for a week. Like, I mean, it's pretty expensive. And she goes like, hello, well, let's hope he does not find out. So he's telling her like, look, you're going to sleep in the bedroom. I'm going to sleep on the couch. And she says, you know, there's two beds. He says, it's too tempting. And then he says, we have agreed because of our religion, we're going to wait until we're married and then she says to him, what if I walk out in my towel? Is that a temptation? You're sweating.
0: Yeah. Um, He's sweating from head to toe, head to toe. Yeah. The poor guy is like
1: in a full flop sweat. She, he <laughs> looks like Mother Paul basically in the Amazon. Yeah. It's like open a window, get a fan. So she says they are not having sex because it's what he wanted. And she said, I've never been in a position where a guy did not want to have sex with me. It's very odd. Yeah, and this isn't like a Jennifer Tim thing. This is, a, a to me, a much younger girl
0: who seems like she... I thought she was more inexperienced. Her family keeps like a tight watch over her. And I was kind of shocked to hear her say that. Not that she shouldn't be out there having sex. I don't care what she does. Good for her. But the way she was talking to him was very strange. She's like, okay, we will make sure you don't put your hand in the cookie jar. I'm like, Ew.
1: It was gross. She goes, I won't let you touch the forbidden fruit or put your hand in the cookie jar. Oh, Are you going to talk to your husband like this later? Um, He would literally be like, does that mean you're going to the grocery store? Do we need fruit? What do you mean? <laughs> exactly. Like he wouldn't. He would, did you get some Chips Ahoy? Because the kids really like those. Like, he would have no idea what I was
0: exactly. talking Exactly. It's so <laughs> creepy. Ben, sweat is pouring off of him like in a cartoon when it's just fire hose running down people's faces. It's, sweat is pouring off of him. He is completely pink. And he's like, no, no, <laughs> no. And he's like, well, look at you. I mean, you're very pretty. I'm like, oh, God. Please, please cut to a different scene. I can't take it anymore. So finally, we do get a different scene after this awkward exchange Later on, they go out to dinner after the zoo. The zoo, the only thing that really happens there is Akini says she doesn't really want to be a stepmother. Ben is horrified to learn this. You'd think it was something he would have broached with her as a topic before that day, but no. And they go to dinner, and she orders a margarita. And my impression was it was the first time she ever had an alcoholic drink in her life.
1: It's very strange about the stepmother thing because she's saying, like, I just want to be a friend. And he's like, that could be a problem. But I mean, he's not explaining it correctly. It's not like she's going to move in and he's going to leave her with this kid and be like, good luck, change diapers. It's a newborn baby. See you in a year. I mean, he's not explaining it correctly. It's like, yes, of course she will be like a friend. Eventually she'll be a stepmother role, but it, it, it seems like she doesn't quite understand what it means. And when she gets the, the, menu at the restaurant. She's like, everything has tequila or vodka. And would I like, would I like this? Would I like that? And he goes, yeah, you like, you might like that. I mean, do we think she is because after two sips, she no lie, two sips. She's saying she's drunk. No,
0: it was like the first time I think she ever had a drink. And so that's why I was really pissed at him for being like, I don't know if I can handle this man. She's not a fun drunk. I'm like, she didn't even know what was on the menu. You were suggesting things to her. Get out of here. This was like her first – to me, it felt very much like her first introduction to alcohol, and she was getting tipsy. And she was a fun drunk,
1: by the way, Ben. Yeah, and she was like, can I get another one? And then she's like banging her head on the table. I just want one more.
0: I know. I know.
1: (laughs) The funniest thing she said was – and he goes, oh, our our food's here now. We have to say grace. And she goes – I can't talk to Jesus when I'm drunk.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And then she's like, here's to Adam and Eve. And I'm like, what? Okay. Uh, What can wash away my my sin? Yeah, it's just the weirdest dynamic between the two of them. I think actually the family made them bond more because they had a common enemy. Like, we're being kept apart, Romeo and Juliet style. Now that they're alone together, they're just acting like total weirdos.
1: Yeah. And I really wonder, I mean, I'm really hoping that next week we're going to get to see like what happened when they got back to the Airbnb, because, you know, if she was that hammered, that she was probably like, come on, put your hand in the cookie jar. (sighs) Some of this forbidden fruit. She's
0: got the robe (laughs) tied up, like all twisted. I got the robe on. Uh, Oh, my God. Okay, someone else who uh, they've been left alone because mother Valerie Bertinelli, who is looking like 12 years old on Instagram. Have you seen the pictures of Mother Avery and she lost 50 pounds? She looks like she is a teenager. She's really a cute lady. Oh my God. She's adorable. I love her. I want to be friends with her and I want to listen to her complain about her daughter as long as she needs to because she deserves someone to listen to her. Because Avery
1: is an immature twat. (laughs) Where? How far is Ohio from Wisconsin? Can we invite her to the meetup? I don't think she'd want to come. You know what I no. mean?
0: And if she does, I think, you know, maybe maybe she dances in the streets, but she only uses her fingers. So we could, that'd be no, acceptable. No, 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 no. Not Avery, the mother. Oh, the mother. Terry. I want to oh, invite Terry. Terry. We could, oh, I would invite Terry. You know what? Done. I'm going to reach out. Okay. So. She leaves. She goes home. She's sobbing. She doesn't trust any of this. And she's like, as long as you come home, Avery will be fine. Because she knows that if she can get Avery back in the U.S., then she can apply for Omar's visa. And maybe she can just, you know, trap her there. And it looks like from social media, Avery is still in Ohio. Because she's the one posting these pictures of her mom. And she is the online store with Omar. Okay, so Mm -hmm. these two are left alone. And finally... We get to see what they're like together without mama's influence. Uh, again, awkward and strange.
1: Yeah, I have written down. Avery and Omar go to their room to look at her hair and bone. Yeah. Um, yep. And he's to kiss for the first never, time. Never. He's never kissed a woman. And she says, she's hopes that it's all that they're both uh, dreaming of. And then she says like, It's like something like a brand new car, and you never know what you're gonna get, but he's like a 2019 Porsche push button start. Yeah. Yeah. And she goes, Yep. Like weird facial tick to
0: the camera. I'm like, Who are you? What is happening before our eyes? I think she. Is going to try to be like the cool, sexy American that he snagged, but that's not how she was acting when her mom was there. She was like, mom, quit being so gauche, mom, don't be rude. You have to be really respectful. As soon as her mom leaves, she's like, yeah, I'm going to be this person now. So Omar did not know what he was getting into. I also still need to see Omar's people. Where are his people? I am suspicious. I just am. The fact that we only saw one little text or something this week from a gym friend. I'm like, you made not one call after you got married. You made not one call the next day. They show that shit on camera. And I'm I'm wondering, is it a tragic circumstance? Is it only his sister, who Avery says she's going to travel with later, who's left in his family? Is it really sad, like he's lost the rest of his family? Or... Is he not even involving his family because it, Avery's going to come to find out that they wouldn't accept any of this? I wonder that too. I have deep I theories on why they're not showing it because 90 day is famous for showing the family back home.
1: Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know the answers to any of your questions. I wish I did. Um, we could put our friend frauded and, um, talk her of shits on it and see if they can find out. But um, when we go back to them staring at the camera, she's asking him all about like, was the first kiss weird? I mean, he's so you know, she knows she has to do it on camera, right? And she's saying, you know, he didn't seem nervous at all, and it was great. And he goes, Yeah, it was great. Okay, enough. Like, I mean, he's not going to talk about it. No,
0: he's not.
1: He is. He just nuts. sort of smiles and looks down. Like, yeah, it was great. I never knew what that boner could do. I mean, I don't know. So. Oh my God. Jesus Christ. I love you so
0: much. I love, you know what? You're changing before my eyes and I support it.
1: No, this is who I always was. Okay. So they, um, they go shopping and she's saying like, I love clothes. I love shoes. I love jewelry. I love makeup. I love anything I can buy. Again, Let's all recall she's 19 years old and he says, I don't care as much about clothes as she does. And then the thing about the gym partner guy comes up and she goes, but what if we go to Syria and your friends don't like me? You know, I'm loud. I dance in the street and he goes, no, you have to stop that. You can't dance in the street. And she goes, just with like with my shoulders and my fingers. And he goes, no. No. I, I, I won't, I won't stop. And then literally the whole time they're having this conversation where she's fighting about dancing in the street, which is the weirdest fight ever. A car is like seven centimeters behind her head. I'm like, is a car about to run them over? Yeah, like <laughs> it was
0: like that headlights I... on her. Yeah.
1: Yes. And then he says, you know, no, you won't dance in the street. And then he says, uh, to the camera with her sitting there, you know, I have to tell her, uh, about what's right and wrong. And if we have an argument, then she has to be quiet. Right, and which is said, what I
0: tell my husband. If we have an right. argument, then you need to be quiet. But seriously, he's he's very
1: uh, he is not being funny at all in this moment. He nope. he truly thinks she needs to shut up, and this is exactly what Terry said. Like, how long is she going to last with somebody telling her what to do? And Terry's done her research, and she said, "Well, I'm never quiet. I won't be quiet." And he just looks over at her like, mm-hmm.
0: "I know. Yeah. It's kind of it's kind of crazy. It's like." Mm. I'm glad she's going home in a couple of days, and we know that she probably will stay there for a long time, possibly forever, until Omar can get over to the U.S., but she's an idiot. She is a teenager who, instead of rebelling like most of us do by making some unfortunate temporary choices, went and got married to someone she only knew for three days in person and is... She converted to Muslim, you know, to Islam before that. She became Muslim. Good for her. There's plenty of Muslim guys in the U.S., though. And she has no plans of being with her husband, who she doesn't even know if she gets along with and who it's sounding like from this episode is is more traditional
1: than uh, we thought at first blush. I think he's always been that way. And I think she just thought like, well, he's a like a young, hip, newer version of, you know, what I think to be a traditional Muslim man and I'm going to change him and we'll be like the new hip, young version of this. And I think that that's not going to happen. I think he's like, you know, I, I don't know. I think that it, what it is interesting what you said about how she was so subservient and like mom before her mom left. And once her mom left, she's literally doing exactly what her mom said she would like. We'll see her mom's like. She's not going to let anybody tell her to be quiet. Yeah, because Mother Avery knows
0: what's up. And she is older than 19 years old. So she understands from a mature adult perspective, even though Mother Avery looks 15, she is more like our age. Not quite. But she knows her daughter. She knows that this is a phase. And she knows that her daughter is an immature idiot. The fact that she was like, you can't even go to the ATM by yourself. And the fact that only the mom could do everything when they were there. She was getting the license for them. She was, Mm -hmm. you know peeking through that little tiny hole in the thing that they put on her i mean she was taking one for the team the entire time they would not have gotten married if she hadn't been there and they're acting like they're just so you know better so much better than her i don't like whatever these two bug me now they bug me worse than ever now maybe it's because mom left
1: i think so i think i think that uh we loved terry a lot and the two of them maybe not too much.
0: No. I mean, I would like to see the finger and shoulder dance. And I will maybe do that with you on our Bunky Meetup. We could do just a fingers and shoulders dance. But other than I think, that. I think I would be mm. very
1: good. I think that would be the type of dance that works for me perfectly. <laughs>
0: I think we could do that. We are filming a pillow talk, Mary Payne and Aaron Martin style, when you're here. I'm getting. okay. We're, we're doing it. And I'm telling you, I don't care who has to hold that thing to record that I don't even know what to call it. Uh, the video camera, (laughs) the ring light, (laughs) the ring light. I have a ring light. It's getting busted out. All right. Let's talk about Tim and Jennifer with the two F's. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mary Payne.
1: I have one question. Mm -hmm. What is wrong with Tim? I don't know. I don't have the answer. And I feel like that's a trick question. I really don't know. There is something wrong with him. And this is listen, I think it's great if you want to be like a Benjamin and say, we're taking everything slow or whatever, but for a guy who has been so hot and heavy for her and all he talks about how hot she is and she's a model and his hot Colombian girlfriend and all that. And so he has been full out. Like I want to, you know, her to be my girlfriend and come to us and marry me and all this for him, not to even be able to get through a makeout session without freaking out. There is something going on that is not, I'm afraid of getting my heart broken because I'm just, listen, I, I don't know how this is going to come across, but any, it's so hard to put into words without sounding like an asshole, any red blooded American, non-American, just any man who's got a girl like that, like, let's do this. Like, you've been here two weeks. Like, please let's do it. He is just,
0: he's imploding. He is imploding. Every week it gets worse. I mean, we started with him flying there and he couldn't look at her in the car. Remember? He's like, "Mm, my head is uh, crunched (laughs) against the seat. Mm -hmm." And she's like, why aren't you looking at me? Why aren't you making eye contact? And it's
1: only gotten worse since then. Yeah. And she's, she's right. I mean, she's like, I'm trying to do all these things to make your stay here fun. And we're doing all these fun things. And I just like, I can't do anything to make you happy. And and then she's probably like, and also you're rejecting me right and left. I mean, it's really bad. So I know it's really bad. I wrote down a list of things. Tim doesn't like
0: Tim doesn't like hiking, sunlight, heights, parrots, sex with beautiful women and body hair. And that's the short list you guys. I mean, he is so, uh, whiny. I would say this episode. It's actually like you're waiting for Jennifer to like punch him in the face. Not that I'm condoning or um, suggesting that, but
1: I was like, this woman's going to punch you. We know she knows how to kickbox. We've seen it. <laughs> right. um, so there. So we start off with them because we're fake waking up for the cameras. Like, oh, arm stretch. Like a like a um, like Darcy and Tom. Like a cereal commercial, like, oh, yawn, stretch my arms. They're fake waking up for the camera. And he, he's like, You want coffee, baby? You want fruit, baby? So, baby. And then he says, So, baby, like about last night, I'm so sorry. And then she says to the camera that last night they didn't consume completely and they were making out and touching each other. They mentioned touching each other both several times. I wrote gross. I don't want um, to hear anything more about
0: that. I mean, when when last scene, they were talking about their definitions of second base. This
1: could not be more cringeworthy or embarrassing. So, yeah, they got to either second or third base. They were touching each other. And he freaked out and he got nervous and he called it off and turned over and went to sleep. So then they show him and he says, I just waited this long and it just needs to be perfect. I'm like, how much more perfect could it be? So he says he feels bad because he killed the mood, but he just overthinks everything and everything's new to him. And he's just so cautious because it's been so long since he was in a relationship. It is. He says later, it's been one year. It's not been 14 years. It's been, he's not Caesar. Who's never had a relationship. I mean, it's been a year and it's just so new. And Oh my God, he's afraid. He's afraid because of all his shenanigans. and he's going to run her off. Um. Yes, you're correct. You're and, correct.
0: Yeah. You and your man Capri's. Are correct.
1: Yeah. And she's like, we should just feel the moment and not be analyzing because the magic thing can be gone. I was like, uh, yeah. And then she says, I'm really trying with him, but I just need a stronger man. Yeah, I'm like, you know I what? can't believe not she's wrong. even hanging in there anymore. I mean, she's getting camera time, I guess, and they agreed
0: to film the entire shit show. But I cannot even believe she's hanging in there this long. This is really, really ridiculous. He has gone past the point of just being nervous or like, oh, maybe it's the cameras or maybe they're not a, a, you know, getting along that well. He has turned into a full on like weirdo. Nobody yeah. understands what's happening here.
1: It's so strange. So I go to the park. And he hates the parrots. He hates the ostrich. And she goes, ever since we've been here, you've been like Grinch face.
0: I, know, I love that. <laughs> but he's also, he's Grinch face a backwards. Does that, does his baseball hat say gringo? It does. Okay. It's he's sure, in a backwards a gringo hat. He's got on his man silver, capris. Silver sneakers.
1: Yeah. Silver, silver. sneakers.
0: He's got his dog tags on that who knows what the fuck they say. And. She is finally fed up with him when they get to the swing ride that goes, it looks like it goes out over a cliff
1: and I, I, I would not be doing that, but he could have, he could have worded it better than just like, I'm not doing that, you know? Yeah. Well, it's just, a, it's, it's death
0: by a thousand cuts at this point because it's like, he won't sleep with her. He, he completely flips out on her after their first kiss, which was awkward enough. If we recall in front of that fountain mm-hmm. and, he's like being such a tool the entire day probably because he's embarrassed about the night before but he's taking it out on her
1: yes that's probably right because his you know? manhood was you know yeah his manhood was uh compromised but it's his own fault and then she just rails on him and she was and he's like well look she knows i don't like heights and she's being disrespectful i'm mean, so stupid so he's listen everybody in my family knows i don't like heights but they still try to make me do shit i mean it's not disrespectful they're just you know They want to do stuff and they want me to do it with them. So he's scared and doesn't want to do it. And then she says, you are a coward. You are too pussy for me. And at the farm, you were like a princess. Like, what do you enjoy? You're too coward for everything. You think I need this shit? I love her. I love her in
0: this moment. I love the way she speaks. I love that she just like read him the riot act. He stands there and he's like, I'm like, oh, I'm gonna choke. Sorry. He stands there and he's like, I feel like I've been emasculated every day by her. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, <laughs> because you are not masculine, and I'm sorry to say it, not every guy has to be. But if he wants to be like a super macho, take control kind of guy, then he's with the wrong woman, and he's acting the wrong way. He needs to. He needs to stay in his lane.
1: Yeah, it's really bad. So they have this argument. I guess she goes and swings to her, you know, death alone. I would too, man. I'd be like, get me on that thing. I don't care if I die. I mean, she's like, come on, you uh, behind the counter. You look good enough. Let's go. So they go swing and he goes to like, look at the mountains, which is very beautiful. And, And, you know, she says, you know, I'm getting bored with this. And this person with the grumpy attitude is not the person that I met. And he was like, why can't we just do, like, normal couple things? Why does everything have to be a hike or whatever? And she's like, I'm trying to show you a good time and show you my country, you know. And he's like, you know, she's like, I've tried. I've tried everything. And you've you've turned away from me, meaning, like, normal couple things. I was trying to, like, get you in the bed. And he goes, well, I'm just constantly being emasculated. And she goes, I tried. I tried. Like, I've tried everything. And she's right. She's totally right. She's tried everything. He needs to get the fuck out of there. He needs to go home and he needs to figure his shit out. And he needs to stop
0: like posting videos on Instagram about how everybody has got him wrong. It's like, well, mm, I don't know about that, Tim. He also needs to stop at the tank tops. That's just my opinion. He can wear whatever he wants. However, I would suggest, uh, much like we look for tops that accentuate or don't accentuate our shoulder situations, that he do the same. All right, let's move on to Caesar and his many packs of edible underwear which the cameras filmed relentlessly this week
1: and for that i salute them i mean if i would have gotten hungry i would have been like well i could use a little snack i mean it's probably not the highest quality of chocolate and sugar candies but all right i sent you a picture of the posing pouch which people
0: were having a lot of questions about because there was like a candy bra candy underwear g-string there was the engagement ring on top of it i mean it was the suitcase of broken dreams when they panted that shit (laughs)
1: But there was something called a posing pouch. Um, do you want to explain to the listeners what that is? Um. Well, it just appeared to be like a candy necklace situation that had been made into uh, a little pouch. And you put it on like a G-string. And if you're a man, then you would put your um, member private area into the pouch. Then you could pose with the candy on your whatever. It's not hygienic. And it's... Um, <laughs> it's uh, I guess it's a one size fits all. I, they were, I don't know. It left me with more questions than answers. It was for
0: Caesar. It was for Caesar to pose in the
1: pouch. He
0: <laughs> that was intended for him to put over the uh, grapes mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. whatever, mm-hmm. like the whole mm-hmm. thing, the whole all mm-hmm. the junk down there, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. for Maria to eat off.
1: Yeah. Listen, you didn't have to say that. We understood what it meant. It's made of candy. It goes on your area. Like, we got it. (laughs) I
0: die that he brought something for himself. I was dying. And then I was dying, too, because, of course, Caesar would pack up all that shit and put it back in his suitcase. Like, who is taking the $2 edible G-string back with them?
1: He is. Well, he is. for when he goes to the Ukraine, he's going to need to repack all that stuff and take it. Oh my God. He is. Yeah. His plan is to go to the Ukraine after
0: he goes home and paints approximately 4,000 more toenails to save up Mm. some money. It's just (laughs) pathetic. This whole thing is pathetic. Should we even talk about it anymore? I mean, that's all we got from him this
1: week. Listen, they're taking a break in the relationship, that's all that's going on. And, uh, people have problems. They have ups and downs and they're going to work it out.
0: (laughs) We need to talk about Mm -hmm. Angela and Michael. We need to talk about, I got an egg.
1: Oh, she's got
0: one egg. I oh got one egg. I was like, this, oh my God, this woman is the gift that keeps on giving. I know she's controversial, but damn, do I like seeing her scenes. Controversial in what
1: way? I mean,
0: she's not an... Angela? I know, but she can be a bully. She's an asshole, but I just love seeing her on my TV and I'm not sorry about that. Okay, so take us through their bullshit this week.
1: All right. So it's her fourth day there. So I was trying to do, I was like, wait, they went and saw mama on the fourth day, but she'd kicked him out of the room for two days. I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. All right. So she says that she loves mama was happy to see her. And then she's asking him about that whole marry somebody or have a baby with somebody else thing. And she goes, it's like polygamy. It's like more wives. And she goes like, "Be honest. Like would you do that if I agreed?" And he says, "To be honest, it's up to you." I mean, "I'm not going to do it, but like if you wanted to do it, I would do it." And she <laughs> And she says, "You know what I want to hear Michael say? No, baby. I would never do that. No, 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 not for nothing." And he didn't say that. I wanted it to be, "Michael wants to have a baby with me for us to start a family, not not, not to just to carry on the bloodline, but like me and my baby, just not just anybody's baby." <laughs> So he's trying to explain to her and he says it's common in Nigeria to have a baby outside with a side chick. And he's trying to be honest and he doesn't want to lie anymore. And, you know, and he said, you know, I would be lying if I said I'm happy without a child. so I'm not going to tell any more lies. So she says to him in a very heartfelt um, Oscar nominated speech, she says, Michael, it hurts (laughs) me and pains me in my heart that I can't bear a child for you. Now, that you would say, I love you. Stand right there. I'll be back, and I'm going to go have me a child and a family. Now, I'm going to be with you, but I'm going to be over here, too, and go <laughs> send my child. Now, you have plenty of time when I'm dead and gone to get your own child if I can perform one, because I won't ever agree to that. <laughs> you have plenty of time when I'm dead and gone to
0: get your own child. To go get one. I fucking love her so yeah. much. Remember in the first season, she was like, Michael, are you going to be able to wipe my ass when I'm old? And he was like, yes, because mm-hmm. mm. he'll do anything.
1: Now she's mm. like, when I'm dead and gone, you can go ahead and get you one. Uh-huh. After you've wiped my ass for 10 years, then you can go get you a baby. So then she says, oh my God. To, to, to finish off her soliloquy, she says... If a baby is that important to you, Michael, you need to fucking find you a younger woman and stop wasting my goddamn time. If I can't bear another child, I can't. And if you ever think I would let you fuck another bitch to have a baby, you got the wrong fucking one.
0: You got the wrong fucking one. I want that shirt. If you you just you got the wrong fucking one. We don't even need the beginning of it. Just that.
1: No, no, no. If you ever think I would let you fuck another bitch to have a baby. Now, that's poetry. Poetry it's poetry it just writes itself i mean angela she needs no script she
0: is made for unscripted tv she is 100 percent not that bitch Mm -mm. she is totally telling michael the truth though and i actually i agree with her i mean why did he seek out someone who was her age if having a baby is so important does he not know how things work
1: he didn't think it was going to continue this long. He thought, I'm going to get this woman to send me money for a few years. And then all of a sudden, she shows up in Nigeria. And he's like, uh-oh. Now they're, like, full-on engaged. And he's like, oh, now we're six, seven years down the road. And she's 53. I she's mean, 53. I know. He actually
0: takes her to this fertility clinic, though. And that was just like... Well, Mind she, blowing. She shows up with that eyeshadow. She is sweating head to toe. She's doing the full Mother Paul slash Ben sweat. I mean, she is not happy about this, and I wouldn't be either.
1: Yeah. They were like, We're going to do the transvaginal scan. And, you know, ladies <laughs> holler at me. We've all been there. It's no fun. Fun times. Yep. Uh huh. And she's like, Right ovary, no egg. Left ovary, one egg. And she's like, One egg? I could tote. <laughs> she
0: goes, No. She says, <laughs> She says, I can tote, because the woman goes, you have a beautiful uterus. And she goes, so I can tote? <laughs> and the woman she's goes, gonna ask, she's gonna ask her about her eggs. Yeah, yeah. So they back to Skyla being like, no, hell no, no way, hell yeah. no! Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. She can tote, because she has a beautiful uterus, and she has one egg. And that egg is in there smoking a cigarette, for sure. <laughs>
1: um. Yeah, listen, I'm not... Um, a gynecologist by trade, but <laughs> my understanding is that every month when you have your period, like the eggs drop down and then you have the sex, it gets fertilized and it goes back up and then there's the baby. So she's got the one egg left. So once she has a period, that one last egg is gonna come down and it's all over.
0: <laughs> oh my God. Can we get hashtag one egg trending? <laughs> I feel like it could be a movement that Angela starts, hashtag one egg. Like for the rights of women over 53 whose young boyfriends are trying to get to America slash fuck another bitch, and they got the wrong one.
1: Yeah, you just need one egg.
0: Hashtag one egg. All right, let's move on to Tom and Starcy. Stacy and Darcy, otherwise known when they're getting ready to throw down as Stace and Darce, and Mm -hmm. I stand by that shit. Uh, are so toxic this week, and the scenes of Darcy. I took no fewer than um, I think seventeen screenshots of the the journey Darcy took
1: us on, and it was a journey, people. God, we we start off with you know she goes, we're going up to the club. This is how we do, and um, <laughs> it's so embarrassing. Tom is slicking his hair back Zed style. I was like, he's doing more slicking than Zed ever did.
0: He totally oh is. God. He's always got a jaunty scarf on and he's always trying to do his hair and do his like blue steel look in the mirror. I'm like, oh my God, this dude, whatever. But Darcy and Stacy have completely dressed up in their get ups. Darcy's yes. uh, tits are, I want to say 90% out, maybe 85% yeah. out. I'm going to go like 98.
1: 98. Yeah. <laughs> 98%. I mean, it is, where are the areolas? Where are they? They're, they're, she she just, like, pushed them down, like, um, I don't know. You think about, like, um, like sock puppets or whatever, and then you push, like, if, like, the nose was all the way straight down, that's what she did. And then she stuck them in her dress that way instead of most people try to push them, like, up and out. But if she would have done that, it would have been full, full nipple. So she pushed them straight down and then pushed up what she got on the top part. Oh, my God. It was like a – it was – riveting to watch and see if anything was going to pop out and
0: nothing did, which again is why I think something was digitized because it didn't even look biologically possible. <laughs> what was happening with her outfit? Uh, okay. So they go to the club, they do all this. Yeah. This is what we do. We are ready to go. I'm like, can you please stop talking like this? I'm I'm secondhand they're... embarrassment is like already at an elevated state. And then I, of course we had no, <laughs> we were just preparing because we had no idea how much secondhand embarrassment we were about to witness at the club.
1: Yeah. And they weren't even at the club. They were at a bar. So and that's right. They didn't even get to the club. Yeah. That maybe the, the club was supposed to be later, but so Tom, they, they go up to the bar and Tom says, what are we drinking? And Stacy says, I want a cucumber martini. And then he looks at Darcy and Stacy goes, she wants the same because we're twins. And that's where, that's where it starts. That's yep. where it starts. Darcy's like, no, I want to do something different. Stacy goes, all right, you do you Darcy. You do you Darcy. And it's they, take sh- they take shots. It's a bad idea. Always, always a bad idea. Life lessons for you children out there. Always a bad idea. The always
0: shots. a bad idea. But also I would argue that Darce has been drinking like full jugs of moonshine before she even got there. Because she yeah, is wasted immediately. Wasted
1: immediately. Yeah, it's like a, <laughs> it's like a Kini. Um All of a sudden just wasted. So um, <laughs> Stacy's telling her like, Hey, you like, you should like pull your boobs up. And, and then Stacy tells Florian, like, come over here. And so she goes, this is what I need to know. If you watched it as many times as I did, it sounds like you did. She gets up near to Tom when they're like switching places to be by their man. And she gets near Tom and she goes like, Ooh, I like that. Yeah and he's like oh yeah i was like what just did he like grab her under the table like what happened
0: we don't want to know we don't need to know these things okay, it was right, what right. we could see above the counter was bad enough and it was florian <laughs> florian who looks like he got a vitamin iv drip between last week and this mm-hmm. week i mean he he's looking a little bit healthier like he doesn't quite have like every strain <laughs> of hepatitis anymore he's like oh baby and and stacy is an evil fucking gaslighter bully Yep, And I totally is totally right. I mean, she is trying to act all innocent. The fact that she is trying to maintain this innocence and make Darcy look crazy, which is not hard to do admittedly. And that Tom
1: starts being on Stacy's side really made me pissed. I was really annoyed by the whole thing. Darcy just kind of tells them like, Hey, like, and she waves her 14 um, inch long nails at them. Like, all right. Like, cause they're like all over each other. And the four of them were trying to have a conversation and, you know, she goes, stop being all over each other. And then she's like, Oh, I can do what I want with my man. And then she looks at Tom and she goes, I like this. And does the, like, I see you fingers to the eyes. And she goes, I like this face-to-face talking better. And Tom is like, Oh, do you? Because I feel like you're more bothered by them. And she goes, I'm not bothered by them. And he goes, no, you are. And then he's like on and on and on about, she's so aware of how she comes off. And, um, you know, (sighs) Florian is just all over Stacey. It is, you know, it is like, you're annoying, like, okay, I get it. Uh, get off of each other we're trying to have a conversation and then he says are you be the jealous (laughs) and um, (laughs) she says um, no, because I've got what I want. No, but Stacy starts that shit. Stace yes.
0: is the one who says jealous first. She goes, "What are you just jealous?" And then Florian's like, "Are you be the jealous?" Okay. Yeah, I mean, so Stacy starts that shit. Tom is being an asshole. I want to fucking shut up, Tom. He is constantly like, "Why are you treating your sister this way? Why are you antagonizing your sister?" I'm like, Tom, open your fucking beady little eyes and look at Stacy, who is antagonizing
1: drunk ass crazy Darcy. She is. And she, when he says that, she goes, um, why, is, why is she like that with me? It's always like, it's a, uh, uh, tat. Like, she's so drunk, she can't even say it's for tat. And then she says to Stacy, I have my ideal here, and you're not going to fuck it up for me. Tom planned this beautiful vacation for me. And he's like, don't bring me into it. And then she looks at Florian and goes, I don't think he loves me. I know it, it was so I, bad. I need to hear it from him, but he wants to be best friends with me. Um, I just I think I want it more. And Stacey goes, Just trust and believe, Dars. Just trust and believe. And um and then she's like to Tom. She goes, You need to tell her to stop it. Stacy says, You just always ruin things with your mouth yeah and that's when tom says why are you being so rude to your sister and i like rewound that because i was like surely he means why is stacy being so rude to darcy exactly but like no, is, he blo- he is he getting his
0: twins mixed up is he not arguing because he can't understand
1: who's who he's ridiculous that really i was like wait a second i wrote it down i wrote it down that's just really mean like that's mean. he deserves every fucking ounce of
0: crazy that darcy is slinging at him and i will stand by that he deserves it all he deserves more You know what I mean? It's like, Uh, uh, she's nuts. I agree. We're all on the same page with that, girls and boys. However, he deserves it. He deserves all of it. And I actually love seeing him tortured.
1: Yeah, it's like they're double gaslighting her. So we see her sort of drunkenly, I guess, before she teeters off to the bathroom. She drunkenly tells the camera, Albania isn't the romantic vibe like I thought it would be. And, like, I'm trying to give love and show love. But (laughs) something's not right. It's not right. I don't think he loves me back it's not fair she slaps her leg and stomps her foot <laughs> and her eyes
0: are in half mast this oh, entire scene barely barely half-mast. just like michael's on love after a lockup she's like ah, <laughs> she could ba- she looks like she's on tether she should be on tether actually that would be an improvement in her life if she were on tether and couldn't leave her fucking driveway she is embarrassing herself so hardcore. Oh my God, Mary Payne. She's oh. when she walks back in there, they're all smoking outside. I love the. I love when ninety day just finally devolves into like everyone chain smoking on camera, which is where we're at in the season.
1: So they're but all you know, outside. Like, well, Stacy and Tom go out first. Yeah, they do. And and she said, look, she can be hot headed, and she's just scorn, and she looks for compliments. So it's rude, rude, double rude, and then. She says, well, she just needs to be herself because when the true Darcy comes out, she's really amazing. I'm like, you just said all these shitty things. Don't say that. And then he goes, yeah, when she's just herself, like, she's all I need. But the way she acted tonight, it makes it so uncomfortable. And I'm like, if she would have heard you say, she's all I need, that's it. She would have thrown herself completely into whatever is the closest body of water. I mean... So anyway, Stacy's like, I'm worried she's going to lose him the way she acts. And she teeters back to the table with her boobs completely out. And Florian's trying to help her. She's such a hot mess. And she's bawling, crying. And Stacey's like, stop being so serious. It's fine, Darcy. Just let it be. And that's when she turns into the swinging the cigarette around. It's like, you guys think you're perfect. (laughs) And I was like, oh shit, here we go. Here we go. I know
0: everyone at home, you can hear people rubbing their hands together. Like, oh, bring it, bring it, bring it. She had that ash on her cigarette that did not fall. (laughs) It was like a hero's journey with that cigarette. Like she was swinging it around and she was like, you just think you're perfect. Right. And then she was saying how... She finally she admits she doesn't feel like she deserves him. But in between
1: that, Stacy is yelling at her, like, well, you just need love. And she's like, I don't need love. Oh my God. Stacy says, Have fun. You're here with your man. Your man. You're 007. And I'm here with my my little my my little model. Model. <laughs> Happy family. Florian loves you. Florian, she just needs love. And that's when she's like, I don't need love. I've been stabbed in the heart. You don't even know. And then Florian's like, well, Tom loves you. And she's like, no, he doesn't. And Tom's like, I'm sitting right here. Like, why would you say that? And she goes, I don't think I'm good enough for you. I get mixed signals. and I don't know where I fit in, in your life. And he's like, look, you're seeking approval. You want me to get down on my knees and say, I love you. Like, I'm not going to do that. I was like, oh, my God, this is awful. These are two people that absolutely – cannot it's just it's just not going to work it's not going to work no Mm -mm. it's
0: not going to work i mean i think tom's already been spotted out with someone who looks like darcy but not quite Uh as like psychotically deranged
1: he has a type for sure he
0: definitely has a type and it involves like many bundles of bad hair extensions that is Uh definitely what the new woman looks like too but it's so embarrassing for darcy and people people were accusing her of acting i'm like this bitch ain't acting this Uh, is darcy uh -uh completely wasted who should not be drinking on camera somewhere this week. Jesse Meister was sitting around telling people like that. He was right, which makes me sick to say, but Mm -hmm. she is a bad drunk and she is completely being gassed by her sister. She should have never met her. I know they did it for the show. And someone texted me this week also like are Stacy and Darcy and Florian and Tom, the only four people in fucking Albania. And I'm like, I know they're like, there's like nobody else around. It's like the fucking apocalypse there. It's just them being assholes. Oh, my God. It's the worst vacation ever. I mean, uh, Darcy is the gift that keeps on giving, though, with TV. Like, I can picture Stacey and Darcy being on TV for a very long time if they're this dysfunctional openly.
1: Yeah, I mean, people were saying they were like, oh, God, we have to have another season with Darcy. I was like, shut up. Let's do it. Oh, my God. Her (laughs) poor daughters, though. Her poor daughters. I know. I think Lord you know, God bless. So next week we see, um, Tim says to Jennifer, if I asked you to marry me right now, what would you say? And she's like looking to the side, like, are you talking to me or somebody else? I do She um, actually says to him what? So Zied sees an old picture of an ex on her phone. She was trying to show him a picture of her grandchildren, grandchildren. And, um, she accidentally pulls up an old picture of his ex and he puts his hand on her neck and was like, this makes me so angry. Do you understand?
0: I did not like that. Cause she like flinches away from him. I'm like, okay, so maybe us likings yet
1: only lasted two weeks and we're going to go back to him being creepy again. Mm-hmm. Darcy meets Tom's sister and she looks very pretty and very sober. So that's good. Um, Caesar tells his friend, he's going to the Ukraine. The friend's just like, can I get off the show? because they're, they're, paying me $20. Like, this is so stupid. Um, Benjamin talked to his friend on the phone about how everything's moving so fast. I think he was probably like, she got drunk and wouldn't sing hymnals with hymns with me. Um, Omar took asked, one of my post-it notes out of my hymnal. And now I don't know where the blood of Jesus is. Um, <laughs> Omar asks, uh, Avery, do you have doubt? You think I'm using you? And I've noticed that Avery did go shopping because she's in a Gucci hijab. And uh, she what? says, oh, she my God, like, Gucci. Oh, good now. eye on Mary Payne. Maybe it's the world's biggest scarf and she made it into a hijab, but it's a lot of fabric. And it's Gucci. And when he says that about, you know, do you think I'm using you? And she says, there's a one percent chance. Um, then we see, which I Cannot wait. I'll be warming up my vocal cords when Angela meets with the goofballs and they tell her she's too possessive and she throws a drink on them.
0: Yeah, here she is. Turns into an animal again, throwing drinks on people, throwing pies in people's faces. This is when I don't like, Angela, when she's like doing this shit, which I think is mostly for the cameras, but also her being in a total rage. I like when she uses her words because her words are hilarious and crazy enough. You know what I mean? Like her throwing shit. I'm not down with that.
1: I don't mind it. I don't
0: mind it. Like You like any kind of Angela, any way she comes. That's All true. right. We're going to move on to Love After Lockup next. But before we do, we want to remind you guys to go over to patreon.com slash heybunky if you want extra recaps from Mary Payne and I every single week. In fact, there will be a week, maybe two in October coming up, that we won't be able to record a regular Pink Shade episode because there are some boats uh, involved. Mary Payne uh, will be out of contact
1: and uh i will be oh, traveling I thought you meant as well below deck. no no i'm not no. going on captain sandy or captain lee's boat no
0: you are going on a boat though and we're going to be just out of contact for a little bit but we will always put out a hey Bunky every single week and what we're covering still is 90 day the other way and we're adding below deck to that very soon it's premiering soon and we are going to be recapping up what we got over on hey Bunky. and uh always you can go over to patreon.com pink shade or patreon.com slash pain in the pod if you want extras from us too all right, so, love after a lockup. Yes.
1: Okay, let's power through. Who should we start with? I'd like to start with the new people, because this girl is crazy at the Z. She is uh,
0: dumb <laughs> as a box of rocks. I mean, and that's really saying something for this cast. She. But how come
1: she looks like she's 50? It says she's 34. She, honest to God, looks four years older than me. I mean, she looks 54. I don't know that she's... Th- yes yeah, I don't know that that age is... <laughs> What she's saying it
0: is. She's nuts. Absolutely. We just finally meet her prison love this week. So let me scroll down to them. What are their names? Gabriella, Glorietta, Go-Gorietta, and Alex. And- who she calls Alexander.
1: Well, look, she's form. She's keeping it formal. Um, so she's panicking. She's getting ready to go pick him up. She's crying by herself in the car with the backseat of balloons, talking to herself, crying. The more she cries, the more she realizes how ugly she's going to look because she messed up her makeup, and she's just completely unglued. And She falls in that car like a mental patient who just escaped. I mean,
0: I've never seen such a thing since watching Darcy this week. I shouldn't even say that. What the hell? This is all I watch is, like, women melting down. It was nuts, though.
1: It was nuts. And a lot of it, I think, you know, it's acting or, like, set up scenes or whatever. But, I mean, she was in the car by herself. And so she goes into the jail with, like, 500 balloons, like 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 an like the movie Up. I mean, she looks so stupid.
0: And <laughs> she, she literally looked like she was going to get carried away, like an up. I was like, do, are you going to attach a house to that and both escape? Like, what's happening with these fucking balloons?
1: She's talking about how she's cold and blah, blah, blah. And the guy, listen, the guy was she went in and was talking to him, um, I was very concerned about his melanoma. Uh, I don't know if you saw this. The guy she went in was like, I'm here to get Alexander, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, all right, go outside and wait. Um, His face was one big uh, brown spot. Oh, no, I didn't see that.
0: What I wrote down, the details I noticed were when she was still packing up to go before she had the full car meltdown from beginning to end. Her hoarder suitcase, again, with the suitcase situations and her lip gloss and her curling up just the ends of her hair. And then her crying. This is all I wrote down. Like hoarders, hoarders, hoarders. And then she said something about, I want to have babies and die with him. And I want to have a summer wedding. And I was like are you the serial killer? Is he going to be the
1: normal one? I think so. I think so. And so she's, she's standing there outside and you literally, you're like, boom, 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 boom. And she was like, are those gunshots? <laughs> I thought it was her balloons popping. No, it was gunshots. And they never even address it. Like they come back next scene. I was like, that's how rich with content this show is. They don't even have an address the fact that there was gunshots right before the guy came out. <laughs> Somebody just got gunned down and they're like, let's talk about his what? release. No, Vicky. So here he comes. He comes out. The minute he comes out, is like full makeout scene. And he has some super interesting face tattoos. Yep. He has uh, what looks like drops coming from his mouth. Mm-hmm. And his sideburns are letters that say like, OFM. Yeah, we don't know what these are. We have no idea and I don't care to Google
0: it. I mean, I did care to find out what the like banana hammock candy thing was that Caesar was supposed to wear, but the face tattoo, what they mean, I don't know, guys. Somebody tell us. What do these letters Somebody mean? Somebody
1: tell. I mean, my bloody Valentine under your chin, we can kind of figure that out. That's just stupid. But the sideburn letters, is that like ode to my mom, ode to my dad? I'll put their um names on each side of my face
0: the i don't dripping know. From,
1: the dripping from the mouth does that mean something it he was in very fra-
0: reminiscent of when lamar came out with his trash bag though because this guy had a brown paper bag i love when they come out with the, like their trash bags and their paper bags and that's all the possessions they have in the world and they're like hey ready to live our life ready to hit it big ready to be powerful i'm like oh my god you have literally have a trash bag in your hand.
1: This is not how they do it on Ear Hustle. On Ear Hustle, they talk about the people coming out with boxes. Like sometimes they'll leave their stuff if they have a TV or they'll leave it with some friends, but otherwise they have tons of stuff. They have books, they have all sorts of stuff. Um, So anyway, he's got some face tattoos and she says, you know, she wants to be wined and dined because she's a queen. And he says the first thing he wants to do is just spend time with her and turn up and have a drink. Yep. Oh, no, that's not going to be good. So um, he just says that, you know, how he met her and all that. And he realized after two months of talking to her that they realized that they could have a successful future. Meanwhile, she can't find the car. She's walking around. The successful
0: future (laughs) will happen as soon as they find the fucking car. She is so dumb. New level of dumb.
1: Oh, my God. I can't find the car. I'm so cold. And she's uh, zipping around like, you know like we said with Ken when we saw him at um, Tom Tom, just running into poles like Like a Roomba. Roomba. So she can't find the car. He's like, let's, you know, let's take one thing problem out of this and let the balloons go. She's like, Oh my God. I mean, She's, she's something she, her voice may be as annoying as, um, Lacey, Lacey. It's right up there. It's
0: right up there. I was also pissed off that they just released all those balloons. I mean, if we're going to get like really, you know, environmentally aware for a moment, you don't do that. People You're out there killing the birds and the turtles, you know, did you guys ever do the releasing of the balloons in elementary school? I was in elementary school in the eighties. So, you know, different time people where you literally looked for a pen pal that way. It was like basically (laughs) the number one way to be killed. And they had us all do it. Like, yeah, what you put, we, we actually in like fourth grade put on index cards. Hi, my name is Erin. I'm in fourth grade. I live at address, everything. (laughs) Would you be my pen pal? And you released a balloon with all of your pertinent information and your age on it. And you hoped that somebody didn't come kill you. Oh, the 80s. The 80s were a fun time, man. But yeah, we were releasing balloons like crazy back then because that was our internet. Anyway, they (laughs) decide to do this because they're a bunch of dumb fucks. All right. Who should we go to next? Andrea and LaMondre. Let's talk about them because really, we're never going to see LaMondre. We know this. He's, He's never getting out of prison. We don't even see the Schuster's. This weekend, we only see Andrea in a great new wig. I really like her in the dark. Yeah, she looks great. She very looks toned
1: down. She fantastic
0: looks fantastic in that color with the bangs. She was looking sharp. She meets with the very long-suffering Detective Ray, who was the MVP of the episode, I thought. He's retired, and he tells her all about LaMondre. Mm-hmm.
1: He yes. also says just because he won that appeal doesn't mean he gets out. It just means he's on appeal staying in prison for another trial
0: right so she's like well what happened like why isn't he out and he's like because he's not getting out he was never going to get out like that's not what an appeal means it was very much like i think he keeps saying that word but he doesn't know what that word means princess bride i mean Lamandre either doesn't understand what's going on with him in his own case or he was just lying to andrea to make her to keep her loyal to him for whatever reason
1: but, yeah, why? I mean, he's he's the one losing money on the deal. It That's wasn't like, I don't he's get not it. not getting
0: anything from her.
1: Well, unless she's doing something for him on the outside that he
0: can't do himself. I don't know. I'm just I'm putting it out there. I don't know yeah. anything about that. I don't want the yeah. top five person in Daytona Beach coming for me. But he needs her for something.
1: Yeah. I mean, the Texas says, you know, I I don't think he's changed. I mean, he's a top five people of interest that we had to get. And like he was like the kingpin we were going after. And he says he's a menace to Daytona Beach. It's doubtful he has changed. You're just a means to an end. So to 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 your point she's a means to an end of what you know
0: of what right she's like blink 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 oh you don't think he's
1: changed oh shut up andrea no he's not he knew he knew he wasn't getting released but he just didn't want to tell me okay
0: god whatever okay speaking of uh should we get into Lacey and shane who is also going to be dealing with john's release soon who i swear to god she calls sean does she not
1: call this man sean his name is John, but she says Sean because her voice is like, God. Oh, my so. God. She needs to do some kegels of the mouth.
0: Also, she is she's just one she's, big flop.
1: She's so confused because she's got two men. One is John and one is Shane. So Shane plus John equals Sean. Yeah, it's like Starseed. She just, like, combines
0: them. So she finally yeah. gets home. The first question I have written down in my notes is, does Lacey have an adult diaper on?
1: You mean because of her butt the way it is? Um, It is looking bigger and bigger every single week as if she's putting
0: like extra padding in there because she knows that this is going to be how she gets more,
1: uh, let's say, clients. I'm going to tell you (laughs) that I really, I'm really beginning to wonder if I saw her in person and here's, this is, I'm dead serious about this because when, when Dave and I were traveling back and forth to do the, take the kids one way back and forth to camp, um, we stopped somewhere now. Unless it was when she was on her trek from Virginia Beach to wherever this other place is, we wouldn't have gone that far south in Virginia to have seen her unless she, in fact, was traveling north. I'm not kidding. Because I saw a girl that looked so much like her, and it was that ass that I remember. This is where it comes back around to what you're saying about her big bootay. Because I remember being at this gas station, and there was a girl standing out front smoking, looked very similar, and when she walked off, I could not help but like notice her Kardashian butt. And I said to my husband, "I go, what, what do you think of that?" And he goes, "I don't know, short girl, little butt." I go, "No, that's a bit. That's like fake. That's what it looks like when you have butt implants." He was like, "Oh, oh, okay. I mean, you know, he just doesn't know these things." And then he was very interested. He's like, "Oh, what do you mean?" I was like, "Well, they put like implants in there, like boobs." He was like, "Oh, oh, cool."
0: I feel like, let's turn to Google, shall we? Let's do some um, research.
1: But I'm really honest to God. Would really like to know what month it was that she traveled to go see him to get him from the prison that's on the other side of Virginia. Because I bet you anything, we cross paths. I bet you know what? It could have been her. It could have been her. She. I'm thought- gonna. I'm gonna tweet her and find out.
0: She follows me on Twitter and uh I'm not sure if she listens to these or not, but hey girl. We're wondering did, what's we're happening wondering. and uh yeah. Was it I, July? Is it July? I stand by I stand by the adult diaper though because I swear to God it's changing shape, it's shape shifting every week. And it's you know, it was already like I understand. She get her your implants, do whatever you want, but it's just like looking crazier and crazier every single week. Like she knows that this is her chance to make a mark on TV. So she gets home. Her kids dad, are cute. the her kids, are, kids cute. are beautiful. Of course, this is the dark side of love after lockup and 90 day fiance. If we're just going to get serious for a moment, when we find out, you know, more about the children, we see them interact with their children. We're like, Oh my God, these fuck ups are like fucking up the lives of their children, potentially by making the terrible decisions they are. So it's just heartbreaking, but we're going to try to keep it light and move away from that. Her dad, is amazing. He's been staying with the kids. His name is John. He speaks the truth to her. He basically reads her the riot act when she tells him this breaking information that one of her daughters and her name is what? I think it's the son Marlo. Oh, I'm sorry. The son Marlo is probably John's, not her ex-husband's. And he's like, what?
1: Yeah. She tells her dad, you know, she doesn't really like boring guys. She prefers inmates. And the dad says, look, if John comes here and he's got 10 years of probation, you and the kids are also serving 10 years probation. And then she just goes, well, dad, Marlo might be John's kid. And she wants to do a DNA test when he gets out. Who the fuck says that on a show? I was like. Awful. And the dad's like, well, how are you going to explain that to a Mm six-year-old,
0: you know? This better be something they were planning on telling the child or something that was in the works in the background, because for her to just use this for the show is disgusting.
1: Yeah. I mean, she says, she goes, dad, look, John's a great guy. And he goes, if he was a good guy, he would not be in prison with a felony record. I mean, again, dad with the truth. And then she uh, calls John and she's getting in the car and she's like, I'm coming to see you. uh." I typed this out, y e w a a I'm coming to see you. Um... Oh, my God. Did you also love when she was, like,
0: such a terrible liar when her dad was like, so how was your modeling gig? And she was like, uh, I, um, yeah, yeah, I, uh, I did, did some, some modeling and posed. And he's like, yeah. what? I mean, her backyard <laughs> is also, like, a hot-ass mess, just it representing her entire life, which she even nods to a little bit. She's like, it's kind of like my life. I'm like, yeah, it is. Like, everything's
1: tore up from the floor up. Um. Yeah. So she's in her car. She's in a toddler sized tank top and skirt. And, and then she's saying like, I don't know what to do because Shane and I just fell in love with each other so quick. Okay. I, like I do on all podcasts, I would like to retract something I said four minutes ago, which was <laughs> that Alex's person had the melanoma. It was the person that was checking in. Lacey to go see John.
0: Oh, okay. He was the guy with the melanoma. Okay, got it. I was like, I thought they blurred the face out of the Glorietta.
1: Mm-mm. Melanoma man. Situation. Melanoma okay. man is All right. in, in Virginia. Okay. All right. So she goes in to see him and she's going to tell him. She's going to tell him the truth. Yeah.
0: And they get on Skype together or whatever it's called in there. And she's like, hi. And they just <laughs> cut it off. Okay. <laughs> So, let's go on to Amber and Vince, and really, we don't see Vince in his gray t-shirt and his breathing this week. We see Amber giving him, like, the the most drive-by side cheek kiss she could possibly get away with, and then jumping out of his car and running in to get a pedicure with her old prison buddy,
1: Michelle. Yeah.
0: And mm-hmm. she is there to tell Michelle how creeped out from head to toe she is by Vince, and why she is like getting serial killer vibes from him, and Michelle is there to tell her, yeah, he sounds like a freaking creep.
1: Yeah, Michelle is her bunkie, and she has a very questionable lip piercing. I mean, it yeah. didn't it look it didn't look good. So well infected, a little a little pus ridden. Okay, so they're talking about the relationship, and the whole time I'm like, what's that white pole that's between them? Did you notice that? There was like something between mm-hmm. them that looked like a um like a microphone, but it wasn't because it was between all the chairs. It's probably like fucking Vince disguising himself as a pole, like with a, <laughs> so holding a plant on his head. It looks like those old timey, like skinny white microphones that they would use like on the sunny and chair show. But, um, I don't, it was something to do with the, anyway, it has nothing to do with anything. I just, if anybody knows what that was, let me know. Okay. <laughs> so she tells her about the adoption thing and how he adopted puppy and he was going to try to adopt her. And Michelle goes, um, well, he's a con artist. And she's like, "Oh," and Michelle goes, "This is not his first rodeo." I mean, I don't know what he's told you, but he's a con artist. So Amber says, "Now she's questioning everything," and Michelle's going over there and she says, "Tonight I'll be finding out what's up." I'm like, "You go, Bunky." I know. You go.
0: I love Bunky. Bunky Michelle knows what's up. She's like, "You're just a tax write-off." He's creepy. He's not. This is the first time he's done this shit. I mean, the fact that he adopted a puppy—he adopted puppy rather. <laughs> At a fucking puppy oh is creepy enough and then he's like i'm gonna get a job near here and she's like laying in bed just like willing herself to be able to get out of this situation he is so fucking
1: creepy his eyes are always at half mast
0: half mast he is yeah. oh he is not all there But he does lie to his grandmother, which she is there to witness, which also gives her pause. That he says, oh, I'm doing a side job. It's like, okay, Vince, whatever. He is doing a side job. He's trying to adopt people. I know. He's out there adopting puppies. Adopt, (laughs) don't shop. Isn't that the meme that was out with Vince? It said said, adopt, don't shop, and it was Vince and a puppy. So
1: good. (laughs) Okay, should
0: we talk about... um, Lizzie and Daniel, speaking of face tattoos from Glorietta's man. Lizzie and Daniel, it's mostly a scene with Daniel and Mother Teresa this week, who I actually was feeling a lot of sympathy for.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So he goes home and the apartment is tiny. Like we can see every, like, it's like one of those things, like stay in the middle of the room and you can touch all the walls, like the washing machine, the dryer, the stove, everything. It's all right there. It's like one little couch. And so obviously he's probably going to stay on the couch and, he goes to a, he goes home. He's been staying with Lizzie the whole time, and she's like, "Why don't you want to stay here?" And he's like, "It's just cramped. It's just like too quiet." And he says that in the past he and his mom just fight because she's controlling. But I mean, she's probably been controlling because he's had a serious drug problem, and she's just doing everything she can to like, y- you know, take care of her son. Exactly. And-
0: I wanted to be like, "Fuck yeah. this guy. Fuck this dude." I mean, like, yeah. he's like, "Oh, you're controlling. Your apartment's too small." It's like, "Fuck off. You just got out of prison. You have tattoos on your face."
1: Like, right. who are you? Right. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, and he's like, look, Mom, I don't like that you were, like, calling Lizzie a drunk. She really has her shit together. And, you know, you're only focusing on the bad. You only focus on the past. Which, of course, the mom, that's how she feels. I mean, she. who knows what kind of hell she went through. He was obviously stealing stuff from the family members. I mean, it's. it was – listen – most people I know know somebody who's suffered through drug addiction, and it's horrible for the whole family. Exactly. And so the mom has got her own PTSD. She hadn't been to Al Anon. She's just, you know, chain smoking, trying to get through it. Oh and... my god! My favorite thing about her is that
0: she argues while a cigarette is hanging out of her mouth outside. I'm like, you go, like, smoke well, up what you got. You know, wonderful. she needs some relief. She needs some relief. She is stressed out. The son of hers is acting holier than thou, and I love how Lizzie comes over to prove that. She's not a bad influence on Daniel by picking him up to go to a bar.
1: Well, they need to go drink. And so Daniel says, you know, Lizzie never <laughs> visits you in prison. She hardly ever wrote me back. And and mom's like, you're not even like, let me just give me a chance to see if she's good enough. And <clears throat> he says to the camera, I will choose Lizzie over everyone, including my mother. We have to remember he's also emotionally stunted as well so daniel and his mom go outside they're chain smoking and you know lizzie drives up and she said they're all about to bust their ass on the ice by the way and lizzie drives up and she's like i'm sick and tired of Teresa judging me about my drinking and she needs to keep her nose in her own business and um so she comes up and says to Teresa, she's like where's your head at i was like okay that and is Teresa not said, how you
0: address someone's mom i don't care how much you don't like them uh-uh
1: and then Teresa says, You know, I'm just concerned about Daniel's drinking and, because that's what got him into trouble. So, as a lot of people know, you could start with drinking, which could lead to pot, which could lead to other things. And so, that's kind of what she's indicating. And that's what got him in trouble in the first place. And they're, as they're ta- you know, trying to talk, and Lizzie's yelling at her, like, shit, quit cutting me off. Like, I can't even talk. And they're fully yelling at each other. Um, Teresa never takes her hands out of her pockets to um, ash her cigarette, she just lets it dangle. And Teresa's like you're going out drinking again like you've been drinking for 3 days. And mom says he could this could be a habit, like he's an addict. This could be a habit. All of these are valid points from Teresa. All of
0: it. Right. Go watch Netflix, go do something else, go fuck on the bathroom floor. We don't care, but you don't need to be drinking from moment <clears throat> 1 that he gets out of prison to now. And then right. yelling at people about how you're not you're you you only want him to be healthy and happy. What?
1: Right. I mean, she, he needs to, you know, be looking for a job and all that stuff. And she tells Teresa, she was like, look, I am working. I'm in college. I'm trying to be a social worker. I I do want to prove myself to you. And then uh, I mean like a snap turn. Teresa's like, I know you're not an alcoholic, but my brain just goes and goes that I'm going to lose my son again. So we all get it. And Lizzie says, if that happens, I'll lose everything too. And then they hug and Daniel goes, what the fuck? (laughs) <laughs> I know, I know and then Lizzie's like, well, we
0: worked that out now we need to go decompress by getting drunk
1: yeah, she's like, let's go get drunk, he's like, woohoo whatever goes inside to cry some more, I don't know
0: oh my god, okay, alright another snap case, as Josh calls her is Cheryl, who is losing it this week in the Howard Johnsons, on the jizz blanket in a hotel room in a motel room, with three beds First of all, I think it's a day's in. Okay. A day's in has, have you ever seen three beds in a room?
1: I haven't, but I really, really, really want to find out where it is and why. I understand it could be like a family room situation, but why? Why the three beds? I don't know. Like jizz blanket number
0: one, jizz blanket number two, jizz blanket number three. That's all I can think of. Like maybe you need, you need several blankets for me and Josh time out on the cliff. It it made, I never, I've never seen such a thing actually in person or on TV. Three fucking double beds in a room so they have plenty of space to stretch out and and fight josh has thank god taken the price sticker off of his jeans or the size (laughs) sticker he shows up he shows off his ankle monitor and cheryl is basically coming down from the princess fairy dream that she's had Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. she's been yelled at by her sister she's been made fun of she's been crying she's been accused of stealing uh kenny Josh's mom's (laughs) boyfriend, or whatever. Like she's had, she's had a couple rough days, and Josh is also like bound to his driveway. And except for these visits, he can come on. So he gets there. They start arguing about how he has eighty five thousand dollars in restitutions from his crimes, and he
1: says he's going to make for for high speed chases.
0: He said he's going to make forty dollar payments a month. For Uh, for how long? I did not do the math because hashtag
1: math is hard. But uh, I would think you're just never going to pay that off then. I mean, I didn't understand too. So she was saying she wants to start paying the restitution a hundred dollars a month. And then I just put in the middle, does this room have three beds? Like I I got distracted, but it, in order to get his license, he has to start (laughs) paying the restitution because he can't get a job without a license. So it just goes in a circle. But then he says like, I can't let a chick support me. What? Right. And then she's like, well, I want to manage the money. And then she says,
0: I'm trying to manage the money so Josh don't rob banks. Exactly.
1: Now, if he pays $40 a month to pay $85,000, it will take him 2,125 months.
0: (laughs) I don't think he has that right? What are you asking me? I don't know. He's never going to pay it off. It sounds like me trying to pay my student loans off after I graduated. I was like, if I pay $2 a month, I will one day pay off $30,000 when my grandchildren are dead. Like, this is exactly his plan. He's never going to pay it off. She has been supporting him, remember, like through his entire prison stay. She's been paying a bunch of shit. His his lawyer fees, all the bullshit that he needs, putting money on his commissary for whatever. And so she is kind of waking up like a tiny smidge of a hint of a... With right now and, and realizing she should have been supporting her children. Again, the dark side of the show is the mm-hmm. children that they're abandoning. And she shouldn't have been spending all this money on him
1: because he doesn't even appreciate it. No. I mean, he was like, look, I, some chick can't support me and I'm not going to pay the restitution. Then she's like, well, then you can't get a license. Then you can't get a job. And she goes, so I'm only good enough for you when you're in prison. And that's when he goes, you're a snap case which she kind of is, but she says, me and Josh need time to talk. Get these cameras out of my fucking face. You coming, Josh? Storms out. He literally does not even swivel in his chair. He doesn't even turn
0: his head. He doesn't even bother with anything. He Mm -hmm. actually tells the cameras, Cheryl's loyal, but 30% of the
1: time, she's a straight psycho. 30% of the time, straight psycho. I mean, 30% is a lot. Yeah. So next thing we see, they're going to go to a bank. To open an account. I actually love this scene more than any other scene. It was amazing. Yeah. And the lady says, oh, okay, well, oh, were well, you just in prison? Okay, well, how fabulous that you're going to, you know, uh, uh, make something out of yourself and, and become a member of society? Oh, but, I mean, just as an aside, what were you in prison for? <laughs> Robin Banks. Yeah. Oh, God.
0: Well, look on this woman's face. She was like, I said I would fucking film this, but, like, this is too much. This is too mm-hmm. far. I yep. love, it was like a very special episode of Caillou goes to a big boy bank to open an account. It was hilarious to me. And Cheryl's sitting there like, anyway, he was like,
1: he is like Caillou.
0: He is. He's like, Caillou goes on a field trip. Caillou robs a bank. Caillou. <laughs> caillou you. oh never again all right so they go back the next scene is them back in the hotel she comes back rather because he again does not move a muscle he just sits there and waits for her to come back <laughs> and she's like i don't want to argue and he's like why are you arguing then if you don't want to argue they're just like two stupid idiots whatever and then eventually it's uh cheryl and josh time again on the blanket because he just leans over on her and all oh, is well gosh. as they start making out leans over on her he kind of mounts her yeah he kind of mounts her you're right you're right he does mount her and she just says she hopes that she didn't throw away all of her money and time on Josh even though we know we're going to hear from her sister again next week probably (laughs) being like you're a dumb idiot
1: yeah um I mean, did we cover everybody? I, I think guess we, we did. did I'm scrolling through right now, and I'm like, I feel like we're missing someone, but I think we got it. We did. We did. Lacey we, did, we, and did Shane. A, we didn't get Angela and Tony this week because he's still on the Lamb. Oh yeah, but we did get previews for next week, where she is still with Tommy in the car,
0: and she's like, I just don't know what to make of this <laughs> situation. And, she, and they, they give us, they give us a, they give us a preview
1: of her finding out that tony isn't where he said he was boom boom shocker and we also see next week glorietta and alex have some sort of fight and he's hiding something and you can stick that wedding ring up your ass
0: yeah there was some article that somebody posted on the pink shade uh facebook page that was like strip clubs blah 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 secrets and it was glorietta and alex's story so i don't know whatever
1: I am here. She
0: does, that's right. She took just like all Love After Lockup. uh, Well, I'd say like 50% of the women take these sex classes before the man gets out. It's like, (laughs) I think, I swear to God, like somebody's paying for this for this show because it seems like such a trope. Anyway, <laughs> what other previews that they showed that I'm missing? I mean, Angela Antonio wow. is the big one because we haven't seen. We're just going to hang in there and see what Lacey comes up with on the spot, which is nothing, I'm sure, when she talks to
1: Sean. John. No, and it's John. You're getting Shane and John know, confused and you're putting them together. she calls
0: him Sean. She calls him that, I swear to God. Okay, people listening, she, I know his name is John. I understand that. I read the Chiron. However, she cannot pronounce a J to save her life she can't
1: well okay she's got she could use some speech therapy I... All
0: <laughs>
1: you're so kind all right mm-hmm. tell people what's coming up for you on pain in the pod this week this week october 2nd i have uh an interview with joanne farion of room 20 um I don't know if I've said it a million times. Rune 20 was such a great podcast. It is her journey through just sort of, she started out sort of researching people um, that are in these long term healthcare facilities where, and then she it turns into a story about this one particular guy who's on um, life support for 15 years and nobody knew who he was. But that just sort of like is the tip of the iceberg for the stories that she learns about at this um, long term health facility. And it is so good. It is so good. And I, even my little cold black heart, melted at the end and had a little tear. So that's, um, that's coming up, Room 20. And then the next week, October 9th, I'm interviewing the guy that did the podcast, The Clearing, which was about April April Bellaccio's journey into finding out her dad was a serial killer and mm-hmm. then going and talking to all the different families of the people that her father had murdered. So that was really, really fascinating, really dark. Really,
0: Man, you've got some good shit coming up. Awesome. All right. Again, follow at Pain in the Pod on social social media and at Erin Leah Martin. Only missing my social security number for that handle. You can find me everywhere on that. (laughs) And you can join the Pink Shade with Erin Martin Facebook page. Remember, details for the November 8th Madison Bunky Meetup will be posted on there more than anywhere else. And you can always message me too. And um, I'm dying to know, I'm dying to know how many people are going to come. I feel, like four you know, or like forty. I don't know. I don't know. But I'm getting my fingers ready. I'm getting my shoulders ready to do some dancing in the streets. I'm getting my shoes ready that will be low heeled and yep. comfortable. Yep. yep. And we're getting our swag all stocked up. We're going to have fun giveaways there. It's going to be really fun. So, yeah, go over to Hey Bunky on Patreon if you want more. And um, we will talk to you guys soon. Love ya. Thank you.